0: Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is true and directly related to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. If you enjoy this video, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel by hitting the button down below. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Critics of the Bible say there are some inconsistencies in the three accounts of Paul's Damascus experience. For example, who fell? Paul only or everyone? Who was in the light? Paul only or everyone? These three accounts can be found in Acts 9, Acts 22, and Acts 26. Now, these particular accounts in Acts were not written by Paul, but nonetheless they are used to question the credibility of Paul. In reading these accounts, chapters 9 and 22 are virtually identical except in one instance if reading the King James Version. Why does Acts 9.7 say that those traveling with Paul heard a voice, but in Acts 22.9 it says that they heard no voice? As Paul relates his conversation experience to an audience in Jerusalem, he says, Acts 22.9, in the King James Version, They that were with me saw indeed the light, and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. However, Luke, in relating the same event, says, The men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. So, which is it? Paul says, they heard not the voice, and Luke says, they were hearing a voice. First of all, the word for voice in these verses is the Greek word phone, which means a sound, a tone, a speech, a voice, or a natural sound. With such a wide-ranging definition, the context must determine the most accurate meaning of the word. Most commonly, phone is applied to a voice from God, a human, or an angel. However, phone can also refer to sounds in general. It is translated as sound in John chapter 3, verse 8. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound. Paul uses the word to refer to the sound of a trumpet in 1 Corinthians 14.8. The flexibility of the Greek phonē is quite evident in Revelation 1.15. His feet were like burnished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice, phonē, was like the roar, phonē, of many waters. Here the identical Greek word is translated two different ways. These examples illustrate how confusion can arise in the comparison of Acts 9 and Acts 22. Paul heard a voice as Yeshua communicated directly with him. The men with Paul heard the voice speaking to Paul, but to them, it was just an unintelligible sound. Did they hear the voice? Yes, in the sense that they heard something, but since they could not understand what the voice said, it was nothing more than a sound. In other words, they really couldn't hear Yeshua. The ESV clears up this seeming contradiction nicely. Acts 22.9 Now those who were with me saw the light, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And Acts 9.7. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. This is a good description of what happened. This difficulty is one of several minute problems that occurred during the translation process. In chapter 26, we see that there is no mention of Paul being blinded. In chapter 26, Paul is speaking to King Agrippa and appears to be given an overview of the whole scenario. Now, it appears that Paul is saying that Yeshua spoke to him and gave him all the instruction there in the street, especially if one is reading from a red letter version Bible. We would suggest that he was just giving the king a quick accounting of what happened in relation to Yeshua. He doesn't mention being blinded, and he gives both what Yeshua said on the road and then what he was told once he was in Damascus via Ananias. Either way, both messages came from Yeshua but related to the purpose of the vision and Ananias served as the means of that communication. Thus, it does not really appear to be different versions. Instead, chapter 26 is simply a quick summation of the whole situation without giving all of the details, as the details were not necessary given the audience. The context would appear to support this as well. Paul is answering the charges brought against him. For example, suppose you were in a car accident. When describing the car accident to a friend, you might go into a lot more detail regarding your experience. You would describe how it happened, what you saw, how you felt, the color and make of the car, etc. However, if that car accident becomes involved in a legal trial, you would leave out the details that were not really relevant to the circumstances at hand. You would not focus on the color or make of the car, but perhaps how the other car ran a red light, and leave out the other details. In conclusion, the apparent inconsistencies between chapter 9 and 22 are resolved when we consider the range of meaning of the Greek word phōne. The apparent inconsistencies in chapter 26 are resolved when we consider that the account is just a quick summation rather than a detailed account. We hope that this teaching has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. Shalom everyone, we wanted to make this quick video to let you know some exciting news. The Pauline Paradox is now available as a book from 119 Ministries. For years it has been taught that the Apostle Paul taught against the law of God. He wrote to the believers in Rome, For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. But just a short time later, in the same letter, he also wrote, So the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Was Paul double-minded about the law? How do we reconcile these and many other passages where it appears that Paul speaks both for and against the law of God? We tackle this question and many others in our new book based on our popular video series. You can get your copy of The Pauline Paradox at paulineparadox.com or search for it on Amazon. We hope this book will be a blessing to you and a useful resource in understanding why Paul did not teach against the law of God.